your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, yeah, we will be discussing Nathan McKinnon. Not going to be there for game number one, testing positive for COVID, what that means. Uh, We will be listening to Kale McCarr, who gave a a press conference, kind of like his first big one, really, of the preseason. And uh, his last one, obviously, before the real game start and before he takes action for the first time. So we'll hear from him. And then kind of looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning and what we can learn from that, if anything, heading into the Avalanche first game of the season. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. <clears throat> and follow the show's YouTube channel over on YouTube to search for Locked on Avalanche. And as always, thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. It is always appreciated. Uh, so let's get into it. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon. Uh found out tested positive for COVID. So he is out. He is asymptomatic and the avalanche are a 100% vaccinated team. Again, that does not mean that you can't contract it. You clearly can. What's good about that is he could be ready for Saturday, uh, the second game against St. Louis. And that's, I guess, a benefit of, of getting vaccinated. It, it, controls symptoms a little bit better and and things like this can happen where if he wasn't vaccinated maybe he's out for a little bit longer but he will get tested every day up until then and the the minute he gives them a a negative test he's back in action so that could be saturday if it's not i can't imagine he goes longer than that I can't imagine he would go longer than than the first two games of the season. We know that Jared Bednar will be out for the first game as well. Excuse me. And um, he could be back for the second game. Actually, likely will be back, according to uh, Joe Sackick. So clearly not how you want to start the season if you're the Avalanche. Like I said, your, your top pairing defenseman is out. That's due to injury. Your backup goalie, which we also learned from Joe Sackick, is a sprained ankle. That is the specific injury, and we don't get that a lot. I don't know if Joe Sackick slipped up and wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, you know, you always get the upper or lower body injury. We got the lower body injury. Now we know the specific of it. It's a sprained ankle for Francois. So three to four weeks. Okay. I mean, I know they always say treat a sprain like a break. Uh, sometimes a break goes a little bit longer than four weeks, but what is the, the severity of the sprain that we don't know. So yeah, three to four weeks. Okay. Uh, he's out for that long. So you're out that you're out your head coach and now you're out your superstar. Um, 
So clearly not how you want to start the season, but this is what depth brings. You know, you can't replace Nathan McKinnon. Let's, you know, get real here. Uh, But you can survive. You know, you have, you still have a very, very good team, even without him. It's not something you want to make a habit out of, clearly. Uh, But missing one, possibly two games without him, I think would be okay. Uh, Peter Baugh from The Athletic posted the lines that were going on in practice, and it looked something like Landeskog, Kadri, and Rantanen on the top line. So Kadri is taking the place of, of McKinnon, clearly. On your second line, he has Nechuskin, Comfer, and Burakovsky. And if you listened to the show the other day, in my uh, predicting the lines, I had Comfer down uh, centering the fourth line. So if if these lines hold true, he's centering the second line, which f- th- that shows you that you can move these guys around anywhere you want to within this lineup, the exception of the top line, obviously. But yeah, Comfort is a guy who could have a very good game if he's centering a second line. And if all is well and good and everybody's healthy, you can put him on a third or fourth line and he can produce there clearly. So uh, according to this and, and Peter Bell watching practice, it was Nechuskin, Comfort, and Burakovsky. Third line was Newhook, Jost, and Ranta. That one gets me excited. Uh, yeah, you have, you know, your, your two rookies and, you know, still a a young player in Tyson Jost, that could be an energetic line. That could be a a fun line to watch. Um, and then on the fourth line, you have, uh, Helm O'Connor and McDermott now takes a forward position. And that's something that they teased in the, the preseason. Was it something that they would do if they needed to? they would. And, and this seems to be the, the solution to not having Nathan McKinnon in the lineup for at least game one is putting Curtis McDermott on a wing on the fourth line. People might throw their hands up and say like, why would we do that? I mean, look like that, that's a fourth line. It's not like he's going to be out there getting 16, 17 minutes in a game. Uh, but depending on how the game goes, like we've always said, he, he's your muscle. So, um, defense pretty much remains the same. No change there, obviously, you know, cause you have Taves out. So, but we've known that for a while <clears throat> that Taves is not going to be there. So that's kind of what it looks like right now. Um, y- y- at least it's not an injury where, you know, it's nothing that should be lingering for the whole season. Like you, you kind of feel that way with, with Pablo Francois. Yeah, he's out. And we didn't need to know that it was a sprained ankle to know that it looked kind of ugly and and a little bit bad. And it also could be something that's lingering around for him for the duration of the season. Sprained ankles, sprained anything, uh, does not just go away. The only thing that makes it go away is just time. But you kind of, you know, ask a hockey player to take more time than he's supposed to, and and they're going to laugh in your face. So he's going to be back out on the ice the minute he's cleared to go. And when you have a sprain, sometimes you're favoring that a little bit. You make a wrong move, you're going to re-sprain it. I'm not trying to paint a doom and gloom picture for Pavel Francos, but it's just something that you have to watch now for the rest of the season. It's not the case with Nathan McKinnon. He's got COVID. 
Uh, he can get over it. Once he gets over it, he's he's back to his awesome self. So, uh, but if you're an Avalanche fan, it's like, man, you know, we've already started the season with with these uh, numerous issues, and it's a full gamut of stuff. It's injuries. It's viruses. Uh, you know, some happen in the in the off season. Uh, some and the others happen in the preseason. We can't even get to a game yet, and and you had Cam McCarr out the duration of the the preseason too, with a surgery or a procedure that he had. And very interestingly enough, when we get to the the clip that I'm going to play in the next segment, he doesn't. Somebody asks him about it, and he kind of moves on from the question pretty quickly. Does not want to specify exactly what it was. I I remember hearing somewhere it was. I think the shoulder thing was was uh, Taves, right? I believe that's what it was. I don't think we really got anything specific on what Macar's was. Not that it matters, but um, clearly something that he doesn't really think is you know, worthy of talking about, or at least telling the press. So can it stop there for the abs for a little while anyway? Please, hockey gods. Let us get some games in before you want to take away some some player games. Uh, but let's see. Let's just do one thing at a time. First thing I've got to focus on is game number one against Chicago, who could be a turnaround team this year. Um, and I haven't looked up. I don't know if they are missing anybody, you know, of, of value like we are with McKinnon. I don't think they are. I think they are relatively healthy. So um, I know Seth Jones' brother is out for a little while, but I don't think that's somebody that they really rely on all that much. So uh, it's going to be a tough task as it is because they're a good team. And now we're out our superstar. So this is what happens. This is what we're used to in Avalanche world. The next guy steps up. And maybe that next guy is is Curtis McDermott at a forward spot on the fourth line. That would be great. All right, let's hear from Built Bar, and it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. You know that, and you love it. And they have so many delicious flavors to choose from, such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors available. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And if you go to builtbar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. Uh, Like I said, Kale McCarr spoke to the media and uh, we're going to play that for you now and then have some comments on the back end of it. Kind of, you know, your, your, your canned answers, your canned hockey player answers, nothing, you know, no bulletin board material. He's not going to give you that stuff. Uh, he just wants to get out there and play, but I always love his demeanor for, for such a, and he's had this since day one. This is not something that he's grown into. Um, he has been this way since, since day number one, which has always been impressive. So, all right, let's hear from, uh, Kale McCarr on, uh, his press conference with the Denver media. 
Yeah, no, uh, feeling good, ready to go. Um, excited to get uh, get the first one under the belt, and I know the team's excited too. So, um, yeah, we'll look forward to a late game, late Wednesday game tomorrow. You said that you really don't feel like you've accomplished anything. Why do you say that? Because the reaction would be, look at how young you are and how much you've done, and Norris finalist. Yeah, I mean, I think as an individual, I don't, I just don't see myself. I, I haven't accomplished anything yet. I think um, you're, I'm, I'm never really satisfied, uh, and and those individual things aren't really things that I focus on either. Um, so I think what I base my success off of is just team success and um, the way the team goes, the way we all go. So. Yeah. How soon into the season is it going to sink in that there is a potential to represent Team Canada in February? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, that's always in the back of your mind, but at the end of the day, you have uh, you have a goal to accomplish before that, and putting your team in the right position to succeed, whether it's before or after that. So, um, it's really not going to be something that I'm weighing too heavily on. And um, whenever the the time comes to talk to people, uh, then then that'll happen. But um, in my mind, I'm not going to be focused on that too much. Jared Bednar says he's talked to you about increasing the role and what kind of role you could play. And he brought up Victor Hedman playing all those minutes, playing. Yeah, obviously I want to develop into a role where I can be trusted in every uh, scenario and um, especially I think in this first part of the season here, it's going to be important for everybody in the back end to step up just because of um, Devon being out for the next little bit here, so or Taser. So, um, no, I, I think personally uh, everybody has to be out, be ready to, to fill um, a little bit more of that uh, offensive touch and then be able to pick up the slack on the back end as well, whether it's PKing. So, um, no, I'm excited to get back in. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable. I think um, I had a lot of experience with it in college and, and stuff like that. And um, even uh, it's not like I'm not playing every single night uh, or not playing PK at all throughout the season. So um, I still get a few reps in there and it's just just try and stay on top of that. And um, obviously, I'd like to be out there. But at the same time, uh, we have so many guys that are capable of doing the job right and um, whatever is going to make the team succeed. So, uh, yeah, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I think Bo's looking very poised, um, even just watching him in the few games there. I think he's looking very smooth. I'm excited to see um, transition into the regular season this year and, and the role that he plays on our team. I think he's a very, very good two-way player um, when he plays both ends. And um, no, I think he'll he'll be a key piece for us, especially early on in the season and then moving down the stretch, that's for sure. So um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be all good this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we still know in the back of our minds, COVID's, COVID's still a thing. Um, everybody has to be careful. Um, I think we've all done our due diligence in getting vaccinated and making sure that we're as protected as we can be. But at the same time, it's still you have to take those extra precautions and make sure that um, you're not putting yourself in those things. And obviously, this is a fluke and a little bit of a wake-up call. But at the same time, we have guys that need to fill those roles. And um, Nate's a tough guy to fill. But at the same time, um, we'll be ready to pre- and prepared to do it. So. I mean, uh, it, preseason's always a good time. You get the feeling of the pace back and stuff like that, obviously, after the summer break. But at the end of the day, um, you have to do what's right for yourself. And um, in, in my case here, it was just precautionary, basically, just uh, making sure I'll be ready for opening night and um, should be good to go. So. What were you being precautionary about? 
I just over the summer I had a procedure, so um, mainly that's uh, I wouldn't like to get too much into that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love EJ. He's an awesome guy. Keeps the mood very light, and obviously he's a he's a veteran presence for us in the back end. So um, <clears throat> all of us young guys are going to lean on him quite a bit. So it's awesome to have him back and uh, see him healthy this year. Knock on wood, and um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how he, he plays uh, coming the regular season because he was he was buzzing in the preseason. So no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I think we, we did a great job in adding uh, extra depth on the back end. Um, obviously, Murray, he's been playing very well. Um, very agile, mobile guy, and uh, he can play on both ends of the puck as well. And then, obviously, you have McDermott as a big guy who's um, who's not going to back down on the on the back end for us. So, And then, um, obviously, uh, JJ there, um, Johnson, he's uh, he'll be a great veteran pickup for us. And um, another guy that can play really well on both ends of the ice, PK, and um, and even uh, step up on the offensive side like we saw in preseason. So, no, I think we did a good job, and um, everybody's going to need to know their roles, but at the same time, it's, uh, it should be a fun one for us on the back end. Yeah, I think coming into the league, that was definitely a learning curve. Um, obviously, college, uh, I mean, my last game in college, we were playing against the Minnesota team that was all 24, 25-year-old guys, so um, they're all men, and... Um, so coming into the league, it's not something that's crazy new, but you're playing big guys every night that whether you have to box out or um, angle out or whatnot. So uh, it, there's definitely a transition period, but um, at the same time, it's it's not too hard to adapt to that um, to the to the bigger I, I guess physical style of game and just um, stay on top of that. And I think that's something that going back to your guys' question too, that Bo's done really well is that the physical aspect of his game really uh, meshed into the league. So no, I'm excited to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I've been obviously talking to him. Um, he's uh, he's loving UMass so far. Um, he was pretty excited to get drafted, obviously. Um, I think in his mind, it's just he's excited, but at the same time, he knows there's a lot of work to be done before that. And that's kind of the way that we were brought up as kids. And um, no, I, I, he's he's loving UMass right now. And um, I don't think they played this past weekend, but I think they, they play this weekend coming up. So if I can, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in because uh, he's got a very bright future in front of him with uh, with his size and uh, his ability on the ice, that's for sure. What do you like about playing with Sam Gerard on a pairing, and what maybe makes it different than playing with Devon when he's healthy? Yeah, G's just, he's very good in the, those small, tight areas, um, especially breaking the puck out too. So. Um, I think we do a good job at communicating, whether it's offensive zone and just reading off each other in uh, mobile. I think for us, it's just um, not getting too focused on moving around the uh, moving around up top in the O zone and um, just making sure that we're still getting pucks to the forwards, pucks at the net. So, but uh, no, I love playing with G. I think we play well together uh, thus far, and um, I think our transition game, especially with Taser as well, is uh, very quick, and that's how we like to play. So, do you have to play at all more no, I think we we trust ourselves um, like equally. We know that we're we can both be offensive guys, but at the same time, we have that responsibility um, to be demon and and always be back. So um, it's not like we're gonna always both of us be jumping up in the rush and stuff like that. But if we see the opportunity, then we're gonna make the right call. So um, no, going back to this question, I think that um, it just <laughs> we do we do a good job relatively of reading off each other, and um, that's just kind of the basis for the start of it. Anything else? Thank you. Guys. Awesome. Thank you.
So there you go. Uh, Kale McCarr, like you, you can tell he just, he just wants to go play a game. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he never gets frustrated, you know, with, with the media or anything like that. But uh, you, you kind of just got the impression that he's just ready to, to roll and couldn't help but crack a smile when asked about Eric Johnson. And, you know, he says he's just glad that he's back around, keeps things light. And that's what this team needs because there's so much pressure on this team to perform, to win another president's trophy, to make it to the Stanley Cup, to win the Stanley Cup. So you need guys. That's why I was so disappointed when when uh, Belmar left, because you know he was that role, and with Johnson not there last year, he kind of you know took that role and ran with it. I would have loved to have him and Johnson back, and then this team would just been you know footloose and fancy freed. But uh, you know it, it's okay with, with just having Johnson there, and he he. he keeps everybody loose, which is what you want. He's happy with the depth that they picked up. Uh, he's happy with uh, McDermott being kind of that muscle. Uh, very happy with Bo Byram. He likes what he sees in him as a, as a two-way player. Seems like uh, Byram is is more physical than we really want to give him credit for. Uh, and that's not really what got him hurt last year. What got him hurt was a... a illegal hit which should have been called um but he seems like he's not going to back down from guys and which is that's good that's you want to see i found it interesting that he says he wants to be in a role where he can be trusted in every scenario and my question to that was what scenario are you not trusted in right now i don't I, maybe he was alluding to being trusted coming out of an injury coming out of not playing in the preseason so being trusted in that aspect like right off the jump i'm fine trust me in every situation i think that's what he was talking about because if he's not i can't think of a scenario where i don't trust that guy so um can't wait for him to you know finally get on on the ice and uh, show what he can do and it'll be interesting with him and gerard talked a lot about how him and sam gerard uh form a good tandem and, you know, doesn't matter if you put McCarr with uh, with uh, Gerard or with Taves, you know, they can just hit the ice running. Um, they they kind of play, they, they play styles that complement each other, I think, McCarr and uh, Gerard. And like he said, they both can be offensive if they need to be. If they see the opportunity, they will take it. But they know their responsibilities and their responsibilities are as defensemen. So it's defense first. If offense comes into play, neither one of them have any qualms in, in jumping up and, and taking advantage of an offensive opportunity. So uh, I'm fine with that pairing, and uh, we'll see what game one looks like for them. All right, betonline.ag, and we are back and better than ever with another football season well underway. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, hockey's back in action, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports and is where the game starts. All right. Finally, if you were watching the game last night between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning, you saw a very flat Tampa Bay team. And this is a team who obviously, like I just said, coming off a Stanley Cup, back-to-back Stanley Cup wins. They hung the banner right before the game. Crowd is into it. A lot of emotion going on. And they laid an egg. And they lose 6-2 to two against Pittsburgh. A Crosby-less, Malkin-less Pittsburgh Penguin team. And the Penguins are, you know, with those two guys, they're always going to be competitive. Without those two guys, you would think they might struggle a little bit. They didn't. They really stuck it to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> and I don't know if Tampa Bay was just deer in headlights, focused on all of the activities going on, raising the banner. The cup was there, obviously, for the last time. Um, was it just all of that fanfare got to them and they played like crap? Or was it just the beginning of the year and you still have kinks to work out? Could be a combination of the two. Who knows? But the lesson to be learned here is, yeah, it's it, it's one game. And, that, you know, Adam and I are, are good friends. Adam Denker, who hosts Locked on Lightning. <clears throat> I would love to have a conversation with him, and we probably will tomorrow, about what the, the comments are like in uh, Tampa Bay land. Probably not happy after their baseball team. Uh, was eliminated, and now their Stanley Cup defending champion hockey team goes out and loses the first game of the season. <clears throat> but that is what it is. It's the first game of the season. So I'm not trying to just set this up just in case the Avalanche don't play well, but I'm not making excuses for them. Game one doesn't make the season. So it it's, you know, of course, win or lose, like you want to win the first game of the year that kind of for the fan and for the team, it kind of sets the tone you're playing in front of your home crowd, which the avalanche are doing. So you want to get that first win ball arena is going to be going nuts. You want to put on a show for them. You want to win the game, but this is with any sport teams come out and just don't have it on day one. Now you could say, well, look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh came out looking good. So, yeah, you, talking out of both sides of my mouth probably, but uh, it's a possibility is all I'm saying that it might take a game or two for this Avalanche team to get rolling. And now when you don't have your head coach there, uh, you don't have your superstar there, it's going to – it in all likelihood it will look like a different game for the Avs. Still a game that they can play and still a game that they can win, obviously. But – don't put all the eggs in one basket. And if they don't look the best on day one, just know that. Just know that it's day one. Let's keep it together. It's a long road. Uh, we got 82 games to go. But I think it because it's game one, we all want to put so much emphasis on game one, which is kind of unfair. But these guys are professionals and trust me, they want to win game one as much as we want them to. Uh, but I think, you know, watching that Tampa Bay game last night was just kind of a, a rude awakening 
for for those teams. You know, sometimes you just come out not assuming you're going to win, but just figuring like, oh, we we can just pretty much pick up where we left off in the the playoffs last year. Not always the case. The Avalanche definitely don't want to pick up where they left off last year in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, this team has something to fight for all year long. And I think they're going to start. They know the importance of every single game. So you're going to get, I think, a good a good showing from them because uh, they do want to put on a good show for the home crowd. They do want to get that first win under their belt. Um, and and they, you know what? They probably want to prove to themselves like, yeah, Nathan McKinnon's our guy. He's our superstar. But if he were to be out a game or two, we, we can survive without him. So I think they want to prove that to themselves as well. We shall see. The game, uh, we, we, it's tonight. No longer have to wait, count down the days, do those jersey number days away from hockey. It's here. So uh, let's enjoy it. Let's have fun with it. This is going to be a fun season. And follow along with me all season long. It's going to be a good one. So once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Definitely make your second listen of the day locked on fantasy. If you are into fantasy hockey, head on over there with Scott Cullen. He's the host. Uh, he's He's got years and years and decades of fantasy hockey experience. So he's the perfect person to host that show and can give you all of the insight on all of your fantasy leagues. And as always, Every Lockdown show is free and available on every platform. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get this show on the road. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. Hopefully talking about a win. Go, Abs, go.